everyone. Welcome to another episode of Adoption Adventures. So, I'm earlier than I told you that I was going to be uh, delivering this uh, this episode. So, that's a win, right? Um, now, I'm going to preempt this episode and let you know um, I'm going to be having a little bit of a whinge and a little bit of a moan. And I don't have as much information to have this whinge or moan as perhaps I should have, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, Last couple of weeks has been quite nice, some nice episodes. Um, So if you don't feel like listening to me having a bit of a whinge and a moan, I understand. I will not judge you if you decide that you're going to turn the episode off now. Uh, Now... Here's the uh, the essence of my whinge. Um, over the course of the last, I think, last five days, um, I have seen on a couple of different um, sort of support groups on social media how adoptive parents have said that they are very early in their um, family life. Both of these posts were under 12 weeks. Um, and they called out that they were struggling, um, and both of them used the language of wanting to explore sending the children back. Now, what I'm going to say is I'm really pleased that people are able to start talking um, and calling out to say that they are struggling and admit that they have some problems. I don't necessarily think that social media is the platform for that, but hey, it is a platform that some people can use. Um, and if it's working, then great. Um, and both of these posts received high traffic of um, sort of responses. I didn't delve into too many of the responses because I certainly wasn't in the right headspace to be able to. Um, Now, if people are struggling, I think it's really good that they're talking. I genuinely do. And I don't want to discourage people from talking um, and announcing that they are struggling. Um, But the issue that I have with it was the language that was being used, particularly the language of um, I'm struggling, so I'm considering options and considering giving them back. Um, This really upsets me and it really frustrates me on the basis of... (sighs) Sorry, (laughs) Sorry. so I'm struggling to be diplomatic here and I'm also navigating a... uh... A roundabout as well. Um, so look, the the issues that I've got here is the language of giving children back, all right, um, and placements not working. These aren't placements; these are your families. Um, I think social services are the first ones that make that mistake, um, and they talk about a placement and how successful is a placement going. Um, I think that's a dreadful bit of language used. Um, this isn't a placement. There, and this is a family. This is you becoming a family. Um, in addition to that, 
We're then looking at eight and 12 weeks. Eight and 12 weeks, and you're saying that you're struggling and that you're not sure that this is the right match for you. With all due respect, you are far too early in your journeys to have any concept of whether this is really right for you or not. Again, I'm having a moan, I'm having a whinge, and I don't know the full details, and there are going to be people that have been in this situation and say, actually, hold on, social services didn't give me enough information, I wasn't prepped enough, all of those things. I'm gonna take a moment to recognize that I don't have all the answers, I don't have all the information, and perhaps I am being unfair, okay? However, adopters are having to go through so much work, so much training, so much support to get to them to the point where they are ready to be parents. I'm frustrated and perhaps this is this is saying more about the process than anything else but I'm frustrated that there are two families that are saying these things after such a short period of time it strikes me that actually their training was not up to standard it was not up to scratch um, or that actually they came into this with rose tinted glasses and a view that things would be easier um, and I know that in all of the work that I've done in delivering training, talks, the work that I do on this podcast is about talking about the real stories. And understanding that, I, do you know what? Things will not be perfect. Perfect doesn't exist. And it's going to be really tough, really difficult and challenging. And do you know what? You're going to challenge and have challenges for a good year or a bad year depending on how you look at it but and they're not going to be challenges every single day of course they're not but you are going to face challenges you're going to face some struggles and you're going to face some difficulties and some adversities and do you know what this is why you've had the training this is why you were asked about your support network and this is why you were challenged on your thinking about those challenging moments Now, those people that are saying that they're struggling, I really feel for them because that is not an easy situation to be in. It genuinely isn't. Um, like I said, I don't think that social media is the place to be talking about where you're having your struggles. But maybe they are finding a community there and, and maybe that's that's really beneficial and helpful for them. Um, but what I think needs to be happening is they need to be talking to their social workers you're still going to be having at least a weekly visit from a social worker at that point. So they need to be open and honest about what the struggles are. Is it just these children are having particularly bad behaviour? And if that's the case, what were you expecting? Um, is it that you are struggling to manage their behaviours? Again, what were you expecting? Um... Now, I've been beating myself up all, all weekend on whether I should actually talk about this because, because I know that I'm in this process of being quite blunt and brutal. Um, but I've, I've, been, I've been talking to 
adult adoptees. Like I've said recently, I've been talking to adult adoptees who are struggling and who are frustrated with certain aspects of the process. And when I hear things like this, I think, yeah, do you know what? I think that I think that people may have lost sight a little bit. Not all people, obviously. And I don't know these adopters and any part of their journey either. So I'm I'm not I'm ill informed in these situations. But when little dude moved in with us and we started our family, it was not on my mind that we could ever send him back. That was not that was never on my radar, it was never a possibility. We knew that when he moved in with us, he may struggle and he may not be happy with the family that he was moving in with. We knew that he might sort of um, demonstrate verbally or physically that he wasn't happy with his new family. So when we looked at adoption breakdowns and disruptions, we saw it as more child-led. So we kind of saw it as our responsibility to make him feel as happy and as comfortable in our home as we possibly could. Even in our darkest and most challenging of days, we were not looking at the situation going, well, you know, we could always just send him back into care. If we're struggling, we'll send him back. It's not an answer because we we aren't birth parents. Um, we're not biological parents. But for me, part of the world of adoption is doing everything you possibly can to be as real a family as possible. And biological parents don't have that choice. Um, I mean, they do, obviously, because there are relinquished children. But if... and I'd love to have a very honest and frank conversation with these doctors and say, if you had given birth naturally, would you be asking the question of, could you send them back? If you'd given birth naturally, would you be saying, oh, do you know what, they've, uh, they've been pretty naughty today, they're teething, so they're struggling... Um, so I wonder if, if actually we'll just put them up for adoption. I don't think that that would come into these people's minds. So why is it coming into your mind? Because you've gone through the process. Um, and now don't get me wrong, both of these people, like I said, I feel for them. I genuinely do. And both of them have acknowledged that what they were saying was really harsh and really horrible. Um, and maybe they just needed to air it and vent it. And I... In some ways, I get that and I understand it. Like I say, not on social media. But I understand that people want to just get these things off their chest. But I don't understand it coming into someone's mindset. I don't understand it coming in in that perspective. Okay? I think even when you are really, really struggling... There is support out there. If it's not through your post-adoption support team, it is through other people. Clearly, these people are heavily engaged in their um, 
sort of social media presence. So perhaps instead of saying, I'm really struggling, so I'm considering the option of giving these children back, instead, why not? I'm really struggling. I could really use some help. These are the behaviours that I'm seeing. Has anyone got experience of this? Um, I think disruptions are one of the hardest, horriblest, toughest things for anyone to go through in the world of adoption. Um, Fortunately, it doesn't happen very often. And we've done a, done an episode on breakdowns and disruptions. Um, so I won't go into all of that again. But if you've had a huge gap between your training and um, sort of matching, I, I understand that some of the information would have sort of like slipped from your brain. Um, and I get that. I'm not being funny. Even if there hasn't been a gap, it's going to slip from your brain because that's what happens. Um, but maybe you need to reach out to your agency and ask for a recap on certain things, or maybe you need to tap into some different training um, before that happens, um, just to make sure that you're tapped into where where you're at and where where the sort of like where the children are going to be at. I don't think any of us should ever enter into the world of adoption in a naive way, assuming that our children are going to move in and we are going to have a postcard family. That isn't going to happen. And it shouldn't have to either. These kids deserve a chance to come on into a family and have a wobble and have some bad times and test the barriers and see, are you forever? If I do this, are you still going to love me? They've got every right to ask those questions because they've had so many people say no. How many moves have these kids had? From foster care to various different care placements. We don't need to do another one. Don't need to add another one just because. Um, like I said, I know, I know, I'm having a bit of a whinge off. I, I, I know that, um, and I know I don't know all of the circumstances, so it's not really fair for me to say this. And like I say, these these parents may just be doing a bit of a sound block and just saying, "Hey, I just need to say this so as I can." say the worst thing imaginable and then I can move on um, and in many ways if that is the case that's very brave it's very brave to actually talk about those things and, and to share that and like I said if you are having that wobble I think it's really important to share that and to talk to people about it um, and maybe you don't feel comfortable talking to your social worker maybe your social worker isn't that good at their engagement with you. Um, in which case, yeah, I get it. It must be really, really difficult. Um, 
but I like I think the language of giving a child up really bothers me. Um, sending them back really really bothers me. Um, and I think I think we need to just explore our own things and say, okay, well, where's my um, sort of where's my expectations here? I think we just need to tap into that and just check in on our own expectations. And I think that's on a daily basis. And I think years into the process, you're still sort of able to sit back and go, you know, at this age, what are my expectations? Um, And maybe it's playing into your own anxieties of what you're not able to achieve and what you're not doing. Um, Maybe it's bothering you um, what you thought you'd be able to cope with and then you didn't. Um, Which again, I get, I understand. Um, I'm hopeful that those two families are going to reach out and find some people that they can talk to and get some support um, and I'm also hopeful in the future where we're looking at modernising adoption I'm really hoping that we can stop using the language of placement because it's not a placement, it's a family um, and placement gives you distance in language and I don't think that should be a factor um, if it is that the social worker has held information back, then yeah, hold them accountable. Talk to them about this. Um, escalate it. Get chatting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm hopeful that it's coming across. That I'm really struggling with this one because I, I'm. I I wanna I wanna have a moan off, I wanna have a wind off, but I don't want it to be too doomy gloomy. Um I just wanted to sort of like call it out and just say that this sort of thing is happening and it really upsets me that it's happening because there are twice as many adopters as there are children waiting. Um and there are there are people waiting to, to be families and if you have been blessed with becoming a family, a lot of work has gone in from you and from the social workers to make sure that you're ready for this. If you aren't ready, were you honest? If you aren't ready, were they honest? Um, and if, if there is dishonesty along the way, we need to call it out. We need to talk about it. Um, because we always need to remember this is a child-focused service. In my view, if there is a disruption, it should be because the child is not happy, not because you're struggling. If you're struggling, in my head, I'm like, well, of course you're struggling. Early days of family. How, how did you not know that that would happen? Yes, you had the honeymoon period, and that stops. That's what happens. Um, I know I'm being I'm being quite harsh and brutal. I do apologise. Um, but yeah, look, I'm I'm just I've seen it and it's really wound me up. And I was I was tempted to not talk about it. Um, but you've had two nice weeks, <laughs> so you can have uh, you can have a whinge one. Um. And maybe this has brought some stuff up for you. Maybe you um, 
you, you think I'm being a bit too harsh, and that's all fine, I understand, and you can talk to me about that. Um, and even with what I'm saying, even if a listener is listening right now, I'm feeling the same, saying I'm just so unhappy, I'm not in a good place, and I'm really worried that this is not the right family. Even in that situation, if you want to reach out to me, and you want to talk to me, I genuinely want you to feel comfortable to do so. I'm not going to be judging you and saying that you don't have the right to have bad days, bad thoughts, bad feelings. You've got all of those rights. I guess I just, I, I get uncomfortable with, they've been with us for eight to 12 weeks and I'm thinking of giving them up or sending them back. It's, it's deeper than that. It's deeper entrenched than that. And even if, like I say though, if you're in that situation, you want to reach out to me, you want to talk to me, I will listen and I am a resource and I will do everything I can to help you to, to, to sort of have a conversation, dig deep into what's going on and just be a sounding block for you. I'm, I'm more than happy to do that as well. Um, but understand in those conversations, I, I, I'm going to push back because it's about the children. Um, and I'm, I'm an advocate for them. Uh, so if, if this episode has indeed triggered you and you don't feel like I've been fair or reasonable, please understand that I'm coming from a place of love and a love of the, the children being priority. Um, so that might be, it might be a bit challenging to hear what I'm saying, but please understand it's, that's where it's coming from. Um, so yeah, hopefully you get that. Um, I'm going to leave it there because otherwise I think I could probably rant for quite some time on this and nobody needs that. Um, but thank you as always for listening. Next week I'll be, uh, I'll, I'll be cheery again, I promise. Promise, promise. Um, remember next week might uh, might be out on a Tuesday instead of the Monday. Um, it all depends on, on how the rehearsals look. But until then, thank you as always for listening. Um, thank you for letting me get that off my chest. Really appreciate that. You are legends. You are wonderful. Um, sending you all the best sending much love